Chase Howard. This is Tech Buzzwords of the Week from Witness.com. This week's subject is a Web Content Management System, or WCMS. Put simply, a Content Management System, or CMS, is a system used to maintain the content of a website. For years, organizations large and small were able to maintain largely static websites maintained by a webmaster. Today, however, content can be spread between different corporate websites, syndication partners, customer-centric sales and customer sites, intranets, extranets, and beyond for enterprises and organizations large and small. This program features an interview with Eric Averink, the Executive Vice President of Marketing and Business Development from Tridian. Tridian is a global provider of web content management system software. Over the next 20 minutes, you'll learn what web content management is, and what trends are driving creation and adoption of web-based content management. You'll learn about some basic concepts you should consider when building a new CMS, and how to approach implementing a system that addresses the multilingual or multi-channel needs of an organization. You'll also learn the difference between decoupled delivery and active delivery in the information architecture of software. Finally, we'll talk about what Web 2.0 technologies today's web content management systems are incorporating, but first, a reminder, we invite you to visit whatis.com, the secret of those who always seem to know it all, and sign up for the Word of the Day newsletter. Learn one new thing every day. And while you're there, make sure you also sign up for the buzzword alert from whatis.com to stay current with the enterprise IT buzzwords you need to know. So, what is a web content management system? As I said earlier, it's a way to manage the contents of a website or several websites. Typically, it consists of two elements, the Content Management Application, or CMA, and the Content Delivery Application, or CDA. The CMA element allows the content manager, editor, or author, who may not know HTML, to manage the creation, modification, and removal of content from a website without needing the expertise of a webmaster. The CDA element uses and compiles that information to update the website. The features of a CMS system vary, but most include web-based publishing, format management, revision control, and indexing, search, and retrieval. The web-based publishing feature allows individuals to use a template or a set of templates approved by the organization, as well as wizards and other tools to create or modify web content. The format management feature allows documents, including legacy electronic documents and scanned paper documents, to be formatted into HTML or PDFs for the website. The revision control feature allows content to be updated to a newer version or restored to a previous version. Revision control also tracks any changes made to files by individuals. An additional feature is indexing, search, and retrieval. A CMS system indexes all data within an organization. Individuals can then search for that data using keywords which the CMS system retrieves. A CMS may also provide tools for one-to-one marketing. One-to-one marketing is the ability of a website to tailor its content and advertising to a user's specific characteristics using information provided by the user or gathered by the site, for example, a particular user's page sequence pattern. If you visited Amazon.com, you know what I'm talking about. Now that you know more about what a CMS is and what it does, let's get to that interview. Eric Ielts Averink is the Executive Vice President of Corporate Development for Tridian, a leading global provider of web content management solutions. Ielts Averink obtained a master's degree in economics with a specialization in finance at Erasmus University in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Prior to Tridian, he was a partner at the venture capital firm Guild IT Fund. I Skyped Eric at his office in the Netherlands.
What trends are driving the creation and adoption of, of web-based content management? Well, as uh, the web is uh, as becoming a, a strategic channel for many organizations to communicate and also interact with consumers as well as businesses, the volume of content and also the strategic nature of content has gone up substantially over the past years. And this is definitely something we see continuing with the web becoming even more important to actually any kind of organization. That's a great point. Just in looking at how content management systems have had to grow and adapt, it seems like the number of places that an organization's content can be accessed from or are featured has just exploded recently. You've got corporate websites, syndication partners, uh, customer-facing service sites and CRM, intranets, extranets, you name it. How can one product or one system address the many needs of an organization across all those multiple sites and even mobile devices? Well, actually, we, we've done a, a survey uh, last year on the number of websites that uh, organizations had. What we found, this was a survey of around uh, 75 organizations, primarily in, uh, in the UK and the rest of Europe. And we actually found that the number of websites had doubled within a space of two years. So from uh, 2004 to 2006, they've actually doubled the number of sites. How this, does it tie into systems? Actually, uh, I think the most important is that web content management systems need to be set up to actually deal with the ability to publish content from one web content management application to multiple websites. And that's a very particular uh, type of functionality, which uh, at this point is a market requirement, but which what many of the initial systems uh, didn't have. That's a great point. How do web content management systems provide visibility into how websites and content are or aren't being used to meet the needs of end users? Well, I think next to the uh, traditional web analytics tools which are being used to see how people are interacting with websites, how many visits they have, how long they stay on the site, which paths they take, there's actually a, a new class of uh, functionalities being offered by uh, web content management providers like ourselves, which we call uh, communication statistics. And it actually brings more content-oriented statistics to the actual author or editor of the content so he or she can actually see how the public is interacting with their content. So what we're seeing as a trend is definitely a lot more interactions on the site, i.e. organizations are actually seeking feedback and interactions with the website visitors and in many systems uh, will also now allow you to actually do things like content ratings or feedback on the content and also this feedback is being fed back into the actual author or editor of the content so he or she can make changes and and create even better content. Well, that goes to a question you just touched upon before. You know, you've established one point in terms of something that the market is really requiring web-based content management systems to have. What factors do you emphasize when building a new WCMS, uh, upgrading an aging one, and for organizations considering upgrading or implementing one, what kinds of requirements and information-gathering processes do they need to consider? Well, actually, usually we would start in asking people what the, the real business goals are, because at the end of the day, that's what should drive the selection of a web content management system. Secondly, I think it depends a lot on whether they want to actually do a single site and have a system for that, or they want a truly an enterprise web content management system from which they, in, in one system, can actually drive their whole collections of, of websites. Um, if they want to do the latter, and we're increasingly seeing that, 
then the next step we would take with people is to actually look at the, the information architecture, if you want, on, on how content can be reused across different uh, websites and channels. And in 3D, we have a particular term and also technology for that, which we call blueprinting technology. It will actually make a blueprint of your website information architecture, and it will show you exactly which content is being created in what part of the organization and on which sites or channels the information is used. Oh, well, that brings us to the next point then. How do you approach implementing web-based content management to address the multilingual or multi-channel needs of an organization? I think it, uh, it actually starts with the use of XML. XML is clearly being talked about a lot. In this case, XML is actually being used in a very effective way. Is Because the, the content is stored in XML, it actually can be reused uh, across all channels by adding different uh, templates or delivery systems, but also across sites in which people would add different templates to change the look and feel, but the content would actually still be the same. So XML is a, is a crucial part of that. The next part is something which we call a, a building block architecture. Actually, the content is, is being put into uh, smaller building blocks, and these building blocks can be either automatically or manually put together to form a publication or a website. And the third, probably important part, is that uh, there needs to be a workflow system and uh, a way of ensuring that the different pieces of content are being synchronized and approved by the right people within the organization. So these, these are three things to, to look at uh, when considering this. Well, it seems like a great blueprint. Yep. <laughs> well, there's a question too. I know that Tridian is based in Europe. Do you, how do you see European approaches to uh, web-based content management differing from organizations uh, here in the U.S. or elsewhere? I think one of the key differences is that as we originate from Europe, we actually have to deal with the issues of multiple sites in multiple languages and also with different teams creating the content for those websites. Usually people would have central teams, but they will also have local teams in each of these countries. We have had to deal with that for many years. Actually, uh, the company was founded in 1999, but the first version of the products originate from 95 inside a web design agency, is that European vendors have to deal with this for a long time, and therefore also the systems as well as the expertise and implementation expertise to do this kind of complex installation is usually much higher at European vendors than at uh, US vendors. What we're seeing in the last two years is that where probably three, four years ago, most US organizations were not that concerned about uh, their multi-site, multilingual web presence. They would usually have a .com site in English that now people are coming around to say we actually need to have websites in the local language across the world, and we need systems to do that. And I think it's one of the areas where, where you see the, uh, the European vendors, including ourselves, do very well also in the U.S. That makes a lot of sense, having that experience with multiple cultures and languages, uh, so to speak, in your backyard will, will make a significant difference in terms of your approaches to uh, offering solutions. <laughs> yeah, it's actually both in the DNA of our products as well as in the DNA of our own organization. I think what uh, probably a lot of people in the U.S. don't realize that, for example, in, in Holland, where I come from, 
we have to learn uh, four languages in uh, when uh, when we go to elementary school and uh, we, we have to keep adding languages later on so it's something we're really used to well this is a little bit more technical sure. what's the difference between decoupled delivery and active delivery in terms of web-based content management system architecture well i, I think the coupled and versus decoupled goes to the uh, the issue of that there is both the content management application, which is actually the part of the web content management system that usually sits within the firewall, and that's the part of the, the product where the actual content is created and managed. And the content delivery is actually the part which is where the web servers are and where the content is actually delivered uh, to the online visitor. And from an architecture point of view, there's two ways to do it. If people talk about a coupled architecture, it basically means that exactly the same system which is used as the content management application, i.e. which is within the firewall, that exactly the same system is also used for uh, delivery of the content. Which will mean that if it's the same system, if it's only one version, that actually online visitors are interacting with the same system on which the editors are creating and managing the content, which can be a real issue for security and performance reasons. But you can also have a couple architecture where uh, there's the same system for the editorial as well as for delivery, but it will still mean that on the delivery end that the uh, content is being delivered dynamically. The dynamic delivery will actually put a lot of strain on the uh, performance because all the pieces of content will usually come from a database and that database can become a real bottleneck in the uh, overall performance. So if you go with a coupled architecture, it depending on the how, it's, how you set it up, it can create uh, security concerns and it also can create performance concerns which are usually being dealt with by adding a, a lot of hardware and databases and caching, which can be complex and, and expensive. Uh, when people do decoupled, brings a couple of advantages. Even if it's only for, for websites, people can push out uh, static content to a much cheaper delivery environment, which would usually consist of basic web servers or sometimes application servers. In many instances, they will also use open source web servers or application servers, which will bring down the uh, cost substantially, uh, and also the performance is much better. However, what we also see at this point is that people want to, to move to multi-channel, which will include things like email, print, uh, integration with document output management systems, RSS, uh, and other channels. And particularly, a, a decoupled architecture makes it much easier to do that than a coupled architecture. Those are probably some of the differences. Well, thank you. Is it safe to say that Tridian tends to implement decoupled delivery? We, we are based on, uh, on a decoupled architecture. And one of the reasons, again, why we did that is that we've been thinking about delivering to multiple sites, basically from, from designing the, the, the product. And, and for many other systems, this has only come as an afterthought. How does uh, Tridian's content management structure differ from Fatwire and Vignette solutions? To start with, with Fatwire, Fatwire is uh, primarily a coupled architecture. In Fatwire's situation, you do see that depending on the number of sites and also the use of those sites, the load on the sites, you would actually have to, to implement quite substantial amount of uh, hardware and infrastructure, particularly on the, uh, on the delivery end. 
Also, for the same reason I just outlined, it's harder to move to a full multi-channel uh, implementation because of that architecture. When you look at Vignette, I think Vignette is, is a well-known company in the market, but I think it also got a reputation for actually a very high implementation and maintenance costs. And I think that's, that's still the case. A typical Vignette implementation is usually a, a very large undertaking. And what we see, particularly for the, for the last two, three years, is that many people are looking for still a very powerful solution, but they're not willing to put up with the, the cost and complexity of a, uh, a Vignette implementation. On that count, Forrester Research is actually rated Tridian as having both a strong current offering and a strong market presence. Um, what are the, some of the successful case studies for organizations that you've implemented web-based content management systems for, and can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. We have uh, around uh, 425 uh, customers um, at this point. If you look at uh, the customer base, it actually uh, has customers from, from each vertical uh, but it includes well-known organizations like Toyota or KLM Royal Dutch Airlines, Visit Britain. In the U.S., people like Kaiser Permanente and Kofax and, and UGS. So I think what you see at those organizations is that some of them are actually running up to hundreds of public websites, extranets and intranets from the same system. And they're able to work on the same system actually with a global uh, editing team. So they might have editors in the US, in South America, in Asia, in Europe, and they're all working on the same uh, editorial environment. While for the presentation, uh, for the delivery end, they have data centers in each of these countries to ensure uh, proper um, performance. Uh, other well-known names we have are people like uh, Unilever, uh, Avian Amro Bank, Renault, Nissan, and, and so on, Canon, Ricoh. I can go on, but actually they're, they're on our site. Well, then I'll suggest listeners go over to tridian.com and take a look there. You've said, and I'm quoting from uh, itwales.com here, that there's much debate and disagreement about what Web 2.0 really is. It is, however, clear that there is a renewed sense of optimism and excitement around the Internet that is embodied in the term Web 2.0. When people talk about Web 2.0, they will often mention Wikipedia, Technorati, Flickr, Delicious, and technologies such as weblogs, wikis, Ajax, RSS, podcasts, and the web as the next computing platform. Uh, so what is it really? The key seems to be the rise of the power and the participation of the consumer and the individual in the online revolution, which is facilitated by new technologies, business models, and concepts. Um, could you elaborate on that? And how are web-based content management systems solutions embracing web 2.0 technologies? I think what you're seeing is that, that probably one of the key words here is interactivity and, and if you want, user-generated content. So what you see both Tridian but also other vendors do is they actually bring out new functionality which allows organizations that use our products to have more interaction with their online visitors. And this includes uh, anything from, from blogs but also things like RSS feeds and as I said before, content feedback, content ratings. Uh, so I think the main point here is that we actually allow uh, our customers to have a more interactive experience with their online visitors on their own sites. I think there's still a lot of uh, new area, so there's still quite a lot of figuring out from an organizational point of view what, what will actually be allowed to happen on the sites. We found some organizations which are, are still quite hesitant for example, to allow people to blog on their own corporate websites. 
So I think what, what I also highlighted in that interview is I think there's a lot of excitement. People are looking at a, a lot of new things, but people are still trying, particularization, finding their way how to best leverage those new opportunities to their specific business goals. Well, thank you. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk today. Is there anything else you think people should know about web-based content management? Well, I, I think it's... Uh, there's a lot of uh, new excitement already. I think that you go back two years ago, people thought this was an area of the market which was not very active. And uh, we're happy to see, and I think it's a reflection of the importance of the online channel for organizations, that there is a lot of new excitement and interest around web content management. And that's probably what I'd what like to, to end up with. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you for the interview. That's the end of the interview and the end of this episode of Tech Buzzards of the Week. For more about content management systems, visit our definition at whatis.com to find related links and information about the technologies involved. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for our Word of the Day and Buzzword newsletters. If there's something we missed in today's podcast or some other subject you'd like us to cover in a future podcast, let us know at editor at whatis.com. Thank you. Thank you.